joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, it is Black Friday. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like Black Friday, Black Friday. Uh, So I'm on the marketing side over at Calibrated Power. Chris is on the sales side. Uh, Today's already proving to be totally insane. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's an understatement. Thank you so much. Everybody who's already reached out to us, already gotten something from the sale, um, already messaged us on Facebook, we really appreciate it. It really helps keep us motivated to keep doing this. Uh, real quick, Chris, we're just going to do a quick rundown of the sale we're yep. running, and then we're going to kick it over to a rebroadcast and let you guys listen to one of our best episodes uh, in recent history. Awesome. So I guess the top of the you know top of the list here 67 g2 duramax line turbochargers 250 bucks off yep um and then the 67 cummins 5.9 03 to 07 500 off um and then stealth 64 line turbos that's stealth 64 across the board 100 dollars off. off yep uh tuning so we're doing an easy link sale so if you're you have a diesel and it's on easy link we're knocking 150 bucks off if it's an eco boost you got 75 off the spade anybody who's getting a spade that's our auto cal with efi live tunes loaded on it uh the spade is going to run a hundred dollars off i don't any switchable tuning on the spade yep. we we got you uh and then transmissions we got those too we have the the 01 to 05 uh transmission line if you add a six-speed conversion we bundle it up thousand dollars off retail that's huge uh it's been a real popular mover man i, yeah. I <laughs> it always uh surprises me how many guys with you know lb7s and lois they they give those trucks second lives man it's awesome <laughs> and then and then the other one that i think i've been seeing a lot of talk about is the l5p uh so l5p tuning half off tuning calibrations yep. so that's 450 dollars off of your ecm tuning and 149.50 off of your tcm tuning you're never going to see a sale like this on L5. Then you got Power again. Stroke. Then you have the That's Power right. Stroke. You know, we have $250 off the Stealth 67 G2 Turbo. That's for your 03 to 07 6 liters. And then we have $150 off of the Easy Link tuning for the 2013 to 2019 Power Strokes. That's right. And then some Rocksor bundles going on. If you're a Rocksor fan, just get a hold of Chris. Um, shoot him an email. That's probably the best way today because the yeah. phones are so crazy. Chris, what's your email address? CMKE at DuramaxTuner.com. That's C E H M K E at DuramaxTuner.com. Awesome. Guys, we're going to kick it over to one of our our favorite most recent episodes. Uh, Take a listen and shoot us an email. We'll talk to you guys real soon. Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, it is Black Friday. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like Black Friday, Black Friday. Uh, So I'm on the marketing side over at Calibrated Power. Chris is on the sales side. Uh, today's already proving to be totally insane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> Thank you so much. Everybody who's already reached out to us, already gotten something from the sale, um, already messaged us on Facebook, we really appreciate it. It really helps keep us motivated to keep doing this. Uh, real quick, Chris, we're just going to do a quick rundown of the sale we're yep. running, and then we're going to kick it over to a rebroadcast and let you guys listen to one of our best episodes uh, in recent history. Awesome. So I guess the top of the you know top of the list here 67 g2 duramax line turbochargers 250 bucks off yep um and then the 67 cummins 5.9 03 to 07 500 off um and then stealth 64 line turbos that's stealth 64 across the board hundred dollars off. off yep uh tuning so we're doing an easy link sale so if you're you have a diesel and it's on easy link we're knocking 150 bucks off if it's an eco boost you got 75 off the spade 
anybody who's getting a spade, that's our AutoCal with EFI Live Tunes loaded on it. Uh, the spade is going to run $100 off. I don't Any switchable tuning on the spade, yep. we, we got you. Uh, and then transmissions, we got those too. We have the, the 01 to 05 uh, transmission line. If you add a six-speed conversion, we bundle it up, $1,000 off retail. That's huge. Uh, it's been a real popular mover, man. I, yeah. I, it always uh, surprises me how many guys with you know LB7s and LOIs they they give those trucks second lives, man. It's awesome. <laughs> and then and then the other one that I think I've been seeing a lot of talk about is the L5P. Uh, so L5P tuning, half off tuning calibrations. Yep. That's four hundred and fifty dollars off of your ECM tuning and one hundred and forty nine fifty off of your TCM tuning. You're never going to see a sale like this on L5P. Then you got Power Stroke. Then you have the Power Stroke. You know, we have $250 off the Stealth 67 G2 Turbo. That's for your 03 to 07 6 liters. And then we have $150 off of the Easy Link tuning for the 2013 to 2019 Power Strokes. That's right. And then some Rocksor bundles going on. If you're a Rocksor fan, just get a hold of Chris. Um, Shoot him an email. That's probably the best way today because the phones are so crazy. Chris, what's your email address? CMKE at DuramaxTuner.com. That's C E H M K E at DuramaxTuner.com. Awesome. Guys, we're going to kick it over to one of our our favorite most recent episodes. Uh, Take a listen and shoot us an email. We'll talk to you guys real soon. Uh, Well, hey, guys, without any further ado, we have a really exciting episode put together today. Uh, One of the things Chris and I have talked about probably for months now Mm -hmm. is putting together an episode around all the shit that that DIYers do wrong. And Chris and I both being DIYers at some point in our past, uh, we've done shit wrong too. So this is by no way an indictment uh, to our listeners or to people who make these mistakes. But these are really, really common mistakes that we see in the shop. Now, Chris and I both don't work in the shop. Uh, We work at desk jobs because we're lazy. But we do answer phones, and these are questions and concerns that come in on the daily. Sure. Way to make yourself sound important. Uh, we actually brought in an expert, Dang. Jeremy Jeremy Carnot. Jeremy is one of our lead technicians in the shop over here at Duramax Tuner. Jeremy, how the hell are you? Good. How are you guys today? We're doing great. It would be better uh, if I wasn't staring at Paul. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeremy, give us a little bit of your background, man. Uh, what, what's your experience around trucks and troubleshooting? Um, started off when I was about nine years old and was pushing a broom in a shop and now I'm 38 years old and still doing it. So been around it my whole life, seen a lot of do's, seen a lot of don'ts and seen and a you, lot of fuck ups. And you have like, um, uh, <laughs> like electronic diag yeah. and like fabrication skills. I've seen you work on stuff like that in the past. I mean, you're, you're well-rounded to say the least. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, uh, when it comes to just putting things together, figuring things out. Uh, example right now, I'm making a 47 RE, you know, just fitting a LB7 truck. So it's yeah. so pretty Dodge fun. Trans into a Duramax chassis. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong? <laughs> Nothing, Paul. <laughs> it went together perfect. Yeah, Come it on. actually looks really nice. Having the ability to go check it out, I mean, yeah. that's off to you, man. Oh, yeah. No, like, work came out very well. Yeah. Uh, it's just trying to make like neutral safety switch work and reverse lights and make sure it starts in park. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and not all the little things. things. Right. <laughs> all the little details to button up, no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Wait, so. so you can't just buy the swap kit and just put it in? No. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no but no. it comes with an install yeah. kit. You're hey, done. You got instructions, right? No. No. <laughs> no. There's a YouTube video, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, like a standard mechanic, he jumps on YouTube and figures it out. So you no get one of those. Deal. You see that switch up there? <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, like, 
Um, okay, well, we did bring Jeremy in today because he he is an expert with this stuff. Uh, I know he's helped us out with troubleshooting yep. stuff for customers in the past and and things of that nature. Uh, I know one of the things that I've seen commonly guys do wrong at home is understand what a math sensor is or how it works or which orientation it goes. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that, Jeremy? What have you seen and, and what are some of the common solutions for those common problems? Well, a math sensor, you know, reads, you know, the grams per second of how much airflow is going through the air filter into the, you know, into the truck. Um, a lot of guys actually put them in backwards. Yeah, very <laughs> so, common. That's what we uh, see. There's yeah. actually an arrow on it. Um, and then they wonder why the truck's running wrong and things like that. Uh, mass airflow sensors do go bad. Then the truck's going to smoke heavily, things like that. You see, um, you see times like oil oil filters and that debris getting on there. Exactly, and things like that. Uh, dirty air filters. I mean, yeah. we'll throw off a math reading huge. Clean air filters, the cheapest and best thing you could ever do. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. No, that's it's such a no brainer. How much of our list today has to do with maintenance? Yeah, yeah. right. Just like guys just skipping over simple maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, math, Chris, give us some of the symptoms customers call in oh, with yeah. when they have a, a problem with the math sensor. What's the most common things they tell us? Yeah, I, I think, well, uh, usually guys will call in not knowing that they have a math issue. Right. 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 Um, and it boils down to truck not being responsive. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of hone in into that one being, well, does a truck produce any smoke? Listeners out there, if the truck's smoky and not responsive, you have other problems. If the truck is not smoky, no smoke, and not responsive, chances are the truck's not getting the proper fueling. Right. Well, why isn't the truck getting the proper fueling? Well, that's because the math isn't reading the, the proper airflow coming right. in. In a Duramax or like in a 6.7 power stroke, air through the math is how the engine fuels. Right. Right. So um, I think one of my one of my keys to knowing I was dealing with a math issue has always been when somebody calls in and says, yeah, it's not responsive. I say, well, does it ever feel responsive? Like, does all the power come on? They're like, well, yeah. At like 2,000, okay, 2,300. Right. Does yep. it all seem to come on at once like a freight train? Yep. Like you're running, you're running, you're running. It won't go anywhere, won't, won't go anywhere. And then it slams like a, like a big turbo, like a big single turbo hitting. Yep. They're like, yeah, I'm like, check your math. Yep. Um, math being in backwards. There's an arrow. Guys still miss it. <laughs> yeah. Easy way I always remember the filament faces the filter. Yep. Yep. The filament faces the filter. Uh, but I didn't get no codes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes there is. Uh, you know, sometimes there sided. is. Sometimes there's not. Well, sometimes there's uh, two filaments, one on each side. Just remember, bigger sure. one goes towards the front. There you go. Uh, and then some aftermarket ones don't have an arrow. Uh, bigger filament yeah. goes towards the front. You well, got it. And then the other thing, too, just a little caveat on that, you know, guys putting on different air intakes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not, you know, there's a lot of uh, great aftermarket options. Um, and some vendors, they might ever so slightly change the position of the MAF sensor. Or the inside diameter of that tube that they're putting on, you know, Duramax guys put on them badass five-inch intakes oh, instead yeah. of the four, <laughs> like whatever. That changes the reading. The truck has to be rescaled and tuned for that. That changes how the truck fuels. So, hundred yeah. percent. We actually just ran into that case on uh, that twin kit we put on that LMO, that Missions Point twin kit. Oh, really? Yeah, we had to put we use a factory air box because the aftermarket. Yeah, yeah, it was reading different. Yep. Really? Yeah. And you see that a lot with the with the newer, you know, to kind of segment mm-hmm. that, the newer trucks like the 15 Ram or like our 15, 16 LML twin kit, we utilize the factory airbox. The factory airbox supplies enough air volume, first off, mm-hmm. but we need that because of the, the factory scaling, you know, to make sure that the truck is, is fueling properly. Yeah. We're not too rich, so. Absolutely. Uh, all right, cool, man. Well, I think that one's really good. All right. Um, what's one that, that you brought to us, Jeremy? Uh 
trans cooler flushing. When every you replace a transmission, you got to oh, flush like man. cooler, man. It's, what do you mean, bro? I just bought new trans. Right. I just, I just <laughs> shelled out five Gs on a new trans. What do you mean I got to go do something else? Yeah, it's, That's a tough conversation. It's very tough. But, I mean, we've had, what, three customers in the past six months come in, new trans come in, say they have problems. We flush the cooler. We find nothing but garbage. Open yeah. the filters. So walk us walk us through that. So mm-hmm. I have a 150,000-mile LBZ, and I put a built Allison transmission in the truck, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I pull the old trans off. I upgrade the lines, too, okay? The okay. factory cooler was fine. Drain the fluid, put the new trans in, upgrade the lines, fill up the fluid, take the truck on the first test drive. Truck drives fine. 500 miles in, truck's banging, bucking. I'm getting solenoid code, codes. I reach out to the shop like, guys, what the hell, yeah. right? And this is common. It's like we see this. Common, yeah. What generally happens at that point? Well, all the clutch material is still in the in the radiator. It's still yeah. in the you know the trans cooler in front of the radiator, and uh, guys don't realize that it, the stuff just sits in there. I mean, clutch material is very fine. It's very sticky, mm-hmm. and it needs to be removed. Uh, there's Lots of variations way to do that. Mm-hmm. We here use a hot flush machine, so we yeah. flush it out at 180 degrees. But try your best. It, yeah. You know, just they sell kits at you know any parts store that you do it. And just Can't try I just it. drain the fluid out of my trash? <laughs> right, no, <laughs> Can't. I mean, you got a little bit of shop air. I mean, fluids. I mean, if you don't have a flush machine, you something. And I've seen some like horrific failures where like oh, yeah. guy spends money, has the trans put in, they don't do the hot flush or a flush in uh-huh. general. That foreign debris goes back into the yeah. trans, takes that trans out. It affects the pump. It affects the valve body. And now you have a trans that's not warrantable because of a foreign debris that was proven by the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And it was all because the cooler wasn't flushed. And then they'll go, well, the truck didn't do this before. All right, man. Well, you had a failed <laughs> yeah. trans that had where and where does that debris go? Right. You know, so, you know, we always stress that I know with like over at, at Calibrated Power, any of the transmissions that go out, we always have like a hot flush must, you know, requirement in, in yeah. the paperwork pamphlet. Just like, hey, you know what? It's something that I don't know if I would necessarily think of. Like well, after I'll, being here and around it, I, I do. I'll tell you this. I was just on Facebook, I think today, and I saw a post in one of the forums with a guy who had sold a stock rebuilt trans to a to a customer who was now asking for a warranty. And he went on to the kid's Facebook page, and there's a picture of a truck, and it says, built motor, LB7, new trans going in, so excited. And the guy's like, yeah, so I sold this guy a stock trans. He didn't flush the cooler. He put a stock converter back on it, and then he put it in a built, tra- like a built engine truck. Yeah. And now he wants a warranty. So, like, there is a, a huge misconception over wow. oh, yeah. building, rebuilding, trans. What do I do? What is my maintenance? What, like, how do yeah. I take care of it? I, I actually, I remember the first time I put aluminum rims on my on a vehicle, and a thousand fifteen hundred miles later, the tires damn near fell off because I never went down and retorqued them because nobody told me. Now you think about it now as an adult, and you're like, oh shit, everybody knows that, but. <clears throat> You, you don't know you that until you're told that. That's just yeah. the reality. No, and I think there's a a miss uh, a, a missed opportunity for for education, yeah. right? When when guys call in, well, the stock trans lasted me a hundred thousand miles, right? Well, now you have a tuner for the last ten thousand miles. You have this and that as an upgrade. You don't know how the truck was maintained prior because you know you weren't the original right. owner. Let's say. You have an opportunity to upgrade it ever so slightly to make it just a little bit more durable, so you're going to spend a little bit more money. Well, as you spend a little bit more money and do this, you have to take those extra precautions to making sure that everything's reliable 
trans flushing, cooler upgrade, maybe line upgrade, you know, whatever that looks like. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I know another really common problem I've run into with customers, Jeremy, is lift pump wiring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two wires. <laughs> Two oh, wires. Yeah. I mean, it could it could be it could be one wire. Yeah. We, we just had <laughs> yeah. a we just had a guy in a, a truck in the shop here. The guy was going back and forth with fast. The pump wasn't working. Tried everything, all the troubleshooting, relays, the wire that tapped the the tap wire for the fuse was was on was undone. Done. Done. Yeah. It's it could be something <laughs> so simple. So so. What do you see most commonly with guys messing up the wiring? Is it forgetting just to plug it in? I'd imagine that happens, but that's probably yeah. more rare. What do you usually see guys mess up when they when they run the lift pumps? Oh, there's a couple of different things. There's especially underneath the truck where they, you know, however they mount them. Yeah. You know, fast recommends mounted in the wheel well, you know, right, you know, that's their kits. A lot of people don't zip tie them and then they rub up against the frame, then they arc out, fuses blow, things like that. Um then underneath the hood, the wires, the wiring harness is just too long. Yeah. And it is, instead yeah. of just taking three seconds to cut the wire, you gotta, you have to put a connector on it anyways. Instead of just cutting the wire down, you know, four, you know six inches, they just loop it up yep. and then it just falls, goes into the, you know, could go into the fan, could, you know, goes around the drive, you know, the steering shaft. I've seen some weird stuff since I've been <laughs> here. So, <laughs> and zip ties, I mean, just make it look clean and People don't do it. They just they just throw it in there and oh, it's going to work forever. Uh, fuse it worked holder. yesterday. Exactly the fuse holder. They just push the fuse down in there or the relay. You know, comes with a relay and a fuse holder. They just yeah. let them sit there. They don't take the second to put a zip tie around it or a little push pin into the fender wall or a little something little just something to secure the relay you, so the relay isn't bouncing around. Usually those, those, it's all of those things on one truck though. It's <laughs> exactly. not one or the other. <laughs> right, you know? right, 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 right. Guy does a really clean, like yep. perfect job or it's, it's one a the name other. I want to say, but I can't. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's every one of those issues. You know, one of, one of the things that I've seen, and this is like a, a catastrophic issue is guys will uh, like replace their turbocharger and they'll use like an RTV Oh yeah. instead of like the factory gasket because maybe they were excited and they didn't have. Bro, what's the problem? It works. Yeah. <laughs> I put it on, it fucking sealed it, and then yeah. I fired up the truck and it ran. We're yeah. good. One of my, one of, uh, one of my longtime buddies, he had a, he had a Duramax and he did that and it cost him a motor. Oh. So, so w walk us through it, Chris. What what goes wrong when you run RTV compared to a gasket? So you you have to you know gob the RTV right on, mm -hmm. on the surface, and then as you clamp that surface right tight and fasten everything down the seal, you 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 see that RTV kind of expand right. Well, well just as much as that, it's, going it's out, coming out. It's, it's going, going in. <laughs> so what ended up happening in this uh, specific scenario is the turbo drain. Right. This is what he was RTVing. So from the turbo to the line and then from the line to the block, RTV both spots, which hindered on uh, oil flow. And it broke down ever so slightly. So then the RTV then got into the engine. Mm -hmm. Right. So the engine was essentially starved for oil. Yeah. And he ended up spinning uh, rod bearings and uh, cam bearings. Oh. Um, so, I mean, th this is something that that really happens. And, yeah. you know, he was he was very. um Okay. Uh, our 
<laughs> Paul did a really nice job. <laughs> so just just a little background. We'll get back to the gaskets yeah. here in a second. Paul wanted to waste an hour of company time, and he taped up these cool stealth logos. <laughs> and they're all taped them, by the way, and they're just all falling off. Paul, kudos to you, man. Uh, but yeah, no. So you, I, I just want to be clear. I am not an interior decorator. <laughs> number two, that did not take an hour. And number three, they looked great for weeks. It did not fail until Jeremy was here. So it worked fine yesterday. Oh, Jeremy shit. showed up and now it's fucked up. I'm not saying Jeremy did it. I'm just saying it worked until Jeremy was right. here. Company time. Um, but yeah, you know, you see a lot of that, you know, with the, yeah. with RTV and, and he was that person where we didn't have access to the gaskets that day and he had to have his truck running that day. That was a solution, and that was the outcome. <laughs> it's so brutal when when things like this happen. Yeah. Uh, I oh, know. Oh, when it's self inflicted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like when it's. I know how I'm going to save time. Yeah. Like I I don't have the patience to wait. I'm going to save myself the time of waiting, and I'm going to take this shortcut. And then here you are with a wildly expensive problem, and also no goddamn truck. Right. 100%. So. It, it, it just hurts. It just hurts to hear it. Um, Jeremy, what's another one you brought to us? Uh, boost leaks, like mist boost Ooh, leaks. Yeah. We've never talked about boost leaks on this show. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's wild to me because I remember back in, it was like 2015, um, we had a couple of trucks in the shop, back to back to back, running, running like shit, mm-hmm. smoky, this and that. And out of the three trucks, two of the trucks went to multiple dealers. I remember this. And they could not figure out. That's where the whole boost we leak shot video. Our boost leak test video off of the second truck. Yes, right yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. That that's where that about. video resonated from. So guys, if if you know it was literally at a dealership yeah. 15 minutes before yeah. it was at our lot, then it showed up at our lot. Wow. Then it showed up at our lot and we go out and we actually boost test it yep. and there's a massive boost leak. So for any of our listeners that want to watch a video, you know, in, in our archives, you know, go to Duramax Tuner's YouTube channel, type in how to boost leak or boost leak. Just, Just type in boost, boost leak. Test. Boost test and it'll pop right up. And it was a good video, but that's where all that stemmed yeah. from. So Just I mean, as simple as checking the clamps. Yeah. You know, uh, an LB7 doing a set of injectors. Yeah. You have to remove the, you know, intercooler pipes to get it off. Clamps are just rusty. Yep. I touch the clamp with the socket, it breaks. Yeah. I mean, I, I boost tested it before. I realized dry that rot was, with the boot. And exactly. Stuff like it's that. just just simple as looking at them and seeing how rusty and things like that. I and mean, that's like a simple protocol for you guys in the shop, right? Very simple. Right before yeah. a truck leaves. I mean, it. It's I've seen it crazy. I remember when I first started, we had a guy. I want to say with an LB7, uh, tunes twin turb. No tunes transmission. It was like one of the first transes we had sold. Uh, so tunes, trans, traction bars, a bunch of other little upgrades and all of this goes out, rips the truck, calls up and just bitching up a storm. Truck feels like shit, doesn't have any more power. This thing's smoky. It's a turd. It's got no balls. He comes by. We're like telling him on the phone, like, dude, it sounds like there's a mechanical issue. There's no way it was fine before I brought it to you. If anything's wrong, you guys messed it up. Shows up, hook up the boost test kit. And there is literally, I'm talking the size of a half dollar hole in the intercooler pipe. Yeah. And you're like, well, we did that yeah right like we see the (laughs) rust around this hole right like clearly we didn't drill this hole out for extra breathability like this is a problem years ago this again back in 2015 i had my uh lb7 duramax yeah and it had an s300 kit on it from wc fab and we pulled it off and in favor of a stealth 64 Mm -hmm. and we put the stealth on the truck we get it on the dyno truck makes like 480 horse Oh, <laughs> the S three sixty six setup. The truck made five ninety seven on the dyno like a year prior. 
what the hell, something's hurt, like what's going on. Sounds After, like that dino needs to get calibrated. Right, yeah. it's the dino's fault. It's <laughs> I blamed Nick. I was like, Nick, your tune's jack, right? Um, do a boost test with the truck strapped to the dino. The intercooler was blown out. Yeah. And that that the turbo, wow. the truck was making boost, but it was escaping. How many times have we seen guys, they're like, I was at a sled pole last night. Yep. And then there's a, a hole the size of a quarter yep. in the bottom of the intercooler they yep. didn't know about. Yeah. Or you get the video, like, you you know, there were guys that I sled pulled with this past year. Badass setups. Like, on paper, those trucks should have beat me, hands down. Like, they these trucks had no business in the class I was pulling in, Yeah. right? And um, well, never, you, but yeah. never understood why, you know, I had more business than them. Uh, <laughs> and I I see these, these the, I, I, week week after week, like, I'm putting 20, 30 feet on these guys. Yeah. And then I, I get a, for I get a video I get a video in my in my Facebook uh, messenger, and the guy's like, "Well, I figured out why you've been beating me. Is this bad?" And you just, <laughs> just that hiss. Intercooler oh. was yeah, the, one of the tubes and the intercooler was blew out. And I'm like, oh. "Damn, man! Like that, you don't realize that. You yeah. don't see that. Sometimes it's gradual. Yeah. Sometimes it's you don't lose all of your power in a day. Your truck yep. doesn't go from clean to smoky. It's just gradual, a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're like, "God damn, Chris, I'm keeps beating me at anything. Yeah. So yeah. something's wrong. That's a problem." <laughs> That's a problem. Um, if you ain't first, you're Chris Empty. What's up? <laughs> Jeremy, I know another one I've dealt with is is um, people misdiagnosing their fuel system. Mm -hmm. And most commonly what I've seen is them misdiagnosing a low pressure side fuel leak. Uh, have you seen that before? Is that something you run across? And what do you do to actually diagnose the low pressure side of the fuel system? Well, first, mechanical gauge. You know, every... You know, Duramax has one. Just put a mechanical gauge on it. Make sure that it actually has it. And if it doesn't, then you just, you know, you start looking for leaks, uh, air leaks, cracked lines, stuff like that. She our Chevy is really good at cracked lines uh, right on top of the CP3. You know, even the line going to the check valve where you can check your low side pressure. Yeah. Any of those have a little crack in it, you're going to start losing low side pressure and stuff like that. So. Sure. Okay, Chris. What are the symptoms guys call in with when they have that type of a problem? What's what commonly do they describe to you? Yeah. So, what you run into for for us is you know we did a video years ago, 0087, right? Oh. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of our more popular videos that we have done. So the DIY guys will watch that video, call in, and think, oh, I buy a fifty dollar valve and that's the fix, right? Uh, because they have a high side fuel pressure issue, double double 0087, double 0093 or whatever. Yeah, P zero zero. Those are those are the the two. Um, so guys always direct that towards high pressure. Well, your truck is not going to throw a code for a lack of low pressure. If there is an issue, it's only going to be a high pressure reference. So guys will call in, Hey, I have high pressure, you know, drop severe, low fuel rail pressure, blah, blah, blah. I want to buy this valve. Ask a couple key questions, you know, in which way is this truck doing this? Does a truck hold rail pressure for X amount of time drop off? You know, just these little tidbits right mm -hmm. and uh you have mail and uh <laughs> then then you fall into this where you have a high pressure issue but is it truly a high pressure issue or like jeremy was saying it could stem from the low pressure collapsed line um i've ran into a uh, broken uh corrugated hose in the in the sending unit mm -hmm. oh, right yeah. itself i've had that um, problem yeah yeah um or you run into the uh the fuel filter head 
allows yeah. air to get into the system. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you see a lot of that. Uh, so you walk guys through checking, checking, you know, your vacuum pressure on your low pressure side, if it doesn't have a, a lift pump right. and if it does, then checking it differently. And then once you have that checked out, right. And it's a, it's a fairly simple diag. Once you have that figured out, now you know if it's a low issue or if it's a high pressure issue. My favorite is losing prime. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But losing prime, I lose prime. I have to prime my truck every day. Do you have any ideas? And I always say it's a low pressure side fuel system issue. But that's not. I always say no. Well, I mean, my my blue LV seven that I bought last year, yeah, had the same problem. It was a pump. It, it yeah. was it was the pump. That, that's a more rare result. Though, it is. It right? is. It's but possible. Again, you have to die. But I also didn't throw any money at that truck until I <laughs> knew what was going on because I have the proper resources to know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, I can talk a good game. I, I had my buddy help me. I was None, just going to say you, mean you had somebody to ask. Right. Yeah. Check you know, I, I said resources. Yeah. yeah. Resources. <laughs> hey, yo, man, you know what's up here? You know, so, yeah. <laughs> a good way is to is a scan tool. Yeah. I mean, low side pressure. You're going to know if it's going to still build. Look at the scan tool, look at live data and see if it's actually going to start building high side pressure. Because if you have low side pressure, it won't build high side pressure as fast. Right. So then oh. you're going to see a, you'll see a delay in your actual desired pressures. Because of that. Because of your low side up. pressure too. Nice. So well, Learn something new today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There why not? Uh, all right, cool. What else do we got, guys? Oh, man. Uh, misdiagnosis. I mean, I helped you with the couple that you read off earlier because we're, we're a team. Right, we're a team here, Paul. So that was awesome. I got one. All right, hit it. <laughs> so we have a You're truck. such a low life, Chris. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeremy. We have a customer with an F three fifty comes in, says, Hey, my truck toes like crap. Inner tire, zero PSI. No. So tire pressure. Yep. Tire pressure. Wow. That, and that's one that's like an odd one, Dude, right? That is, some Paul, never that, that is some Paul Wilson. That is yeah. something I would show. 100% <laughs> something I would show up into the shop with. Yeah. Yes. Outer outer tire at 50 PSI. Wow. Standards. Because you know, I could reach it and check it easily. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, dude. The inner, the inner wheel would suck. Like, yeah. And it's yeah. cold as shit out. I right. <laughs> but zero PSI. And wow. the truck guy's like, oh, it's not towing very well. Things like that. One side of the truck's at 70 PSI. The other truck, one tire's at 50 that is wild. That's some common sense stuff on the trucks loaded down. Just well, that's visual. I mean. Just, of, I mean, sitting in the parking lot, you wouldn't see it if it was empty. Yeah. It's no, just, but if you're if you're if you're saying it tows like shit, you know, right. you would see. Start checking tire pressure. I, I guess maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I check my tires. Like I've yeah. had such bad luck running over nails on pretty much every wheel <laughs> tire I buy. So like that, I'm programmed. Every time I walk outside, like what's tire pressure look like? My, like, ca- my car pops up a message that says low tire pressure. If yeah. Comes low. Yeah. Every no. day I go out there, my tires says low pressure. So yeah. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Jeez, man, I didn't even think of that. That's a crazy one. Wow. Yeah. yeah tire pressure is huge. Wow. A lot of guys just. Don't tire pressure is huge. I'll, I'll tell you, even even just on my stupid car, I, I recently had to put wheels on it. And uh, when I first brought it into the tire shop, the the tech came back out and was like literally laughing. This old dude working at whatever is is like laughing. He's like, what do you think? How much tire pressure do you think your car is supposed to have? I'm like, I don't know. I think I set him at 40 all the way around. 40. Oh, my God. 20. Five kid call me kid, which I love. I love when well, you, you use that right. I know I call people yeah. kid all the time, uh, but yeah, it's twenty five kid. And I was like, mm, I think thirty, but but yeah, no, it's it, it's crazy the difference in how just my vehicle felt driving yeah. it um, with just stupid ass tire pressure, yeah. just being balanced. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Or you get uh, guys that come in, you know, this little little different, but. Uh, lack of fuel pressure or something like that, and it's like n- normal vehicle uh, maintenance, right? They don't change their fuel filter. Yeah. They don't change your fuel filter, and then you have a lack of 
rail pressure and I know when go, to change my fuel filter when the when, when the dash the, says <laughs> change fuel filter you have no business <laughs> operating a vehicle <laughs> like how have you made it 30 well, some years I don't really do these things they're just hilarious to say out loud there's there's you, shit that my wife does a hundred percent shit that my okay. wife does yes because I'm believing you that you do this well you know I'm a funny guy yeah you are you're funny looking for sure <laughs> dang uh Jeremy, anything else for our listeners? No, I'm pretty good. Man, this was so helpful. I really like this episode, guys. This was a lot of fun to yeah. do. Uh, I'd be excited to do some more maintenance stuff mm-hmm. and some more kind of troubleshooting and repair stuff in the future. So you guys are going to be hearing from Jeremy again. I have a good feeling on that. Yeah. Uh, for today, man, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Would be better uh, if I wasn't staring at Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, 